Hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, episode 17 of the Hustling Woo! Sideways podcast. Jim and I are uh, recording our second show of the day. motivational speaker. I feel like we've oh, we've like abbreviated those those intros each time. Like sometimes you give like the full. We've like, also story we've also been hanging out for a couple hours now, <laughs> yeah, so we're just yeah. like, yeah, Jim's here. Yeah, so I'm here. And we will say, and Alan just reverted to it. We did record earlier tonight, and it was fantastic. And I hope you listened to the last episode with Julie because she was wonderful. And then we had some pizza. We watched some baseball. Yeah. We saw a rain delay, and uh, <laughs> we talked a bunch. We set up some more interviews, and then we came back in here, and we are recording. So basically, like, I had dinner at Allen's. I've been hanging out with his dog. I basically live at Allen's. Yeah, I, I thought it was weird when you started getting mail here, but yeah, that was, yeah. yeah I know, no, I know you're still fine. waiting on the run check, and just keep waiting. Yeah, okay, that's that's fine. You know, <laughs> I'm just, sure. The dog doesn't pay rent. I shouldn't have to either. We have a lot in common. So Well, you can sleep basically. in the bed, too. The the dog bed. I'm good with fine. that. Yeah, it looks so pretty comfortable. Good. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, we are excited to be here, and um, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to dive into some great stuff, and uh, and then once this is done, we're going to go to bed, and it's going to be crazy. So uh, <laughs> I, on that note, I know we've talked talked a lot about um the importance of networking and that sounds like such a cliche thing to say you know like you should network it's like a mom yelling at a you know at a yeah. son or something but um but in our world you know networking is is vital and critical and at times can be life-changing you know it, it, uh, depending on what your next opportunity is but specifically today i want to introduce the sense of networking on a tool called linkedin uh, yeah and linkedin is is an amazing tool if you don't use it you should i if, should use it more you should use it more correct and reach out comment etc but there was a a post from someone i didn't know but just popped up in my network and it was asking you know like who here has a podcast or has been on a podcast Mm -hmm. and this this gentleman was saying that he's been on 250 some odd podcasts oh wow um, i know it was kind of wild and and he's like you know comment below right so of course i'm i I have a podcast you know sounds like i don't know if you You very much do yeah this is at fy that's alan didn't know a lot about me so i figured i don't know i have a podcast (laughs) but so i commented and um you know said i have one would love to have anyone be on and our next guest is someone who commented back and and liked my comment and we were able to connect uh over zoom on, on kind of what she does and you know, sort of this, this side hustle that she has. So I said, well, you absolutely need to be on our podcast. So that, yeah. that's what brought us here today. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to introduce uh, who we have. So this is this is Erica Needleman. And uh, Erica is, uh, by day was an account executive and now by night has become the owner uh, and I was called and founder of Erica Needleman Coaching. Mm-hmm. It is one-on-one mentoring and coaching and speaking for young adults, specifically teenage fem- or female female wow let me try that again young girls female yes. teenagers there yeah. it is i can say that 10 times fast so um <laughs> we are really excited to have erica on and erica welcome uh cordially to hustling sideways hi guys thanks so much for having me uh, you yeah. are very welcome where are you uh calling into us from tonight i am calling in from hotlanta hotlanta oh, i and like it so that is alan another state on our podcast list yeah we have not had there. anybody in uh in georgia in general um specifically atlanta where the players play it's called hotlanta but yes where the players play correct yes yeah, that yeah. is what i've heard and they they ride on <laughs> things like every day that's right that's yeah. right yeah. he made that up right now it's crazy yeah yeah, um, yeah. that's awesome erica well again thank you for being on and, and we're, we're we're really excited to have you Yes, and you guys are so cute. This is so fun to be a part of your like little everything that's going on over here. I love it. You are such a mom saying it's so cute. That's fantastic. I'm such a mom. (laughs) You are. I love it. It's the biggest compliment I could give because we I've talked about how I I know actually in the podcast we recorded tonight how awesome I think moms are. So, uh, Erica, tell us a little bit about uh, your background. 
um, you know, with your family, uh, where you're from, and we know you're in a, uh, Atlanta. I keep almost saying Atlanta, <laughs> which is incorrect. So tell That's us a different just, place altogether. Yeah, a little glimpse into, into Erica Needleman's, uh, you know, kind of early life. Okay. So where to start? I grew up in Connecticut. I got into yoga pretty early when I was about 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on, I was the only freshman on varsity softball, my, in high school, And I was very stressed out because the way that I dealt with things was I would laugh stuff off. Like if I messed up and people on varsity apparently took things way more seriously (laughs) and it was just like too intense for me. And then I took a yoga class and I was like, oh, this is what I want to be doing now. (laughs) This is a better fit. (laughs) Nice. So yoga for me was a really big part of my beginning journey um, into just working on myself and growth, self-growth, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went to college. I became a yoga teacher. Um, I went and I actually lived on a Christian mission for a while. I happened to be Jewish. So that was really interesting. Wow. <laughs> I've had... Um, I, excuse me, then I moved to Israel after college and I actually, I don't even know if I, you know, this gym, I became an Orthodox Jew. Wow. No, I didn't. From like (laughs) totally into Hinduism and living on a Christian mission to becoming an Orthodox Jew. And then, um, through that, I, um, I decided I wanted to learn more about birth. I became a birth coach and then I came back to America and I was like, okay, I need a real job. I started fundraising because for some reason I've been gifted with the ability to ask people for money. And what else? Just, you know, a lot of things here and there, but I kept the yoga with me. I still work with all the nonprofits when they have those big fundraising campaigns. They always call me and say, Erica, we need you to make calls for us. <laughs> um, but I was definitely looking constantly for who do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. And and that's why I'm here to tell you that story of how that happened. What a journey. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's like a five-star movie right there. That's incredible. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, I know I have to write my book eventually. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a lot to unpack out of all of that. So yoga was kind of like the first thing that you kind of felt like, okay, this is this is something that I really want to carry with me. This is something I want to do, you know, and and I believe you became a yoga instructor at one point. Yes, yes. Uh, that was the summer. That was my very religious summer where I lived on an ashram with the swamis. Mm-hmm. And then I went and lived with the hippie Christians in the Dominican Republic. What, yeah. what, what did you learn from though? Like, I, I mean, just like the, like the, that's such, I can't imagine how many people have a shared experience like that. Like very few, oh, like, yeah. like what are, I just like so curious of like how that was. And like, are there still things that you think about to this day that you took away from, from having those, both of those, like wild experiences? Well, it was definitely the start of this very big spiritual journey for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was really excited to live on an ashram because I wanted that lived experience of Hinduism and that lived experience like that yoga. It's not just yoga, which is, you know, very secularized. I wanted to see where it came from. Mm -hmm. And the way that I kind of talk about it, because it wasn't my end path was 
I love yoga. I became a great instructor. But after all that sitting on the floor, my back really hurt and I did not feel enlightened. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. It was not like it for me. Yeah. So then, you know, I took this really great yoga learning and education and I, you know, flew off to the Dominican Republic and lived with these um, Christians. And what did I take from that was I seeing, you know, being an upper middle class white girl, I realized like, wow, everyone I know is depressed and sad. And these people who were Haitian refugees, those were the ones that I was working with, mm-hmm. were the happiest people. Oh yeah, Just simple, just had such clarity of God's existence that they had purpose, that it wasn't about money and it wasn't about stuff. And I just looked into these people's eyes and I was like, there's definitely God. Mm-hmm. Like this, there's something happening here. And like, <laughs> so... So that was really big for me. And um, it happened to be the Christians kept, uh, like the missionaries <laughs> kept asking me questions of like, well, why don't you believe in Jesus? And, you know, what's your, what's your story? Why are you here? And I said, well, and I knew all the Hindu answers and I didn't know any of the Jewish ones. So <laughs> I, I just kept answering their questions as if I was Hindu. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's, That's fascinating you know, I- that you have that kind of, that, that diverse, not only like, not only multiple faith experience, mm-hmm. but multiple country experience. Yeah. It's like critical. I wish everyone had that. I yeah. Mean, I just, oh and and I like, so- I so vibe with your interpretation of like the Haitian refugees that you met. I, I, I did some service work for my old job out in the Dominican or, um, yeah, in the Dominican Republic. And, uh, we were in like this, you know, remote kind of village and like serving at a church and the people we met, you know, had on paper, nothing. And, and like, yeah just how much joy they exuded and, and just how into their faith they were. I mean, it really, I walked away of like, of like, I, like, I'm not like that, you know, like, like none of this stuff means any, like everything I have at home, it's yeah. all about like how, how close they feel and, you know, and, and they, they really feel it in their own journey. So I, I totally, like I, I had the same kind of like sight and, and seen with them and, and like had great conversations and it really brought me closer to, you know, to my own faith journey. So that, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, it's like, what, what a powerful experience to have was it really truly was and i'm like and it's so funny because it was like the missionaries pushing me and asking me well you're jewish what do jews believe and that was what actually sent me on my jewish journey like funnily enough like wow that's <laughs> go discover yeah wow <laughs> perfect i suppose i mean asking life's important questions leads you to what you're supposed to you know i mean like there you're probably challenged and it's like well now you want to take this and move forward into whatever direction that's the direction you said you know decide to go that's that's really cool i mean I, i've never heard any any story like that that's right that's, that's i know i just sprung that on you i didn't tell you any of that no i love it i'm glad you did yeah this is all about authentic reactions it's fantastic yeah. <laughs> um taking it to the the next step getting to the united states then and you said you decided you needed a real job and, and things like that. But um, what is the first step for you then when you get to the United States to be like, OK, I have all this knowledge. I have all this experience. Where do I go from here? Right. So. So, yeah. So I lived I became religious in Israel. I did the doula thing and then we came back to America and my husband and I were just looking around like, okay, now what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Did you meet your, uh, did you meet your husband overseas? I did. We met in Israel. We got married in Israel. We had our first child in Israel. It was very, very amazing. Um, 
I actually still don't have his last name technically because we have an Israeli marriage certificate. Oh, okay. I have to like get some sort of official translator and I just haven't done it. So sure. poor guy. Eventually <laughs> my will actually be needleman. <laughs> That's great. That's but, great. I love but it. But anyway, I digress. Um, so what I did when we got back is I became a relationship manager for this organization called Partners in Torah. And I basically was a matchmaker for people who wanted to learn about Judaism, which was perfect for me because this was, you know, what I really needed Mm -hmm. a few years before that. Yeah. So I would speak with mentors and I would speak with students and I would match them up and, you know, by interest and by ability and all those types of things and um, really help people connect to their Jewish roots. So that was really fun and special. And that was actually where I got my first, um, my first fundraising experience because I kind of made up a fundraising campaign and just took it and ran with it. And I took evenings to um, make calls and ask people if they wanted to honor their learning partners. And almost everyone said, yes, I just had this resounding success. It was a very special program. So the fact that everyone was saying yes was more um, of a testament to people's enjoyment of the program than to my, you know, amazingness as a. <laughs> it was both. It was both. It played a factor. Yes. It for sure yeah. played a factor. Yeah. 50, 50. Uh, of course. I have to take some sort of credit. But yeah. at the same time, it was, you know, it was a really special program. And I was just so happy to help people to honor, you know, the people that they were learning with. So, so that got me into fundraising. And then I started working at a local day school once I moved to Atlanta. And then actually my father became sick and moved to Atlanta, thankfully. And so I I was also (laughs) pregnant and took time off um, to take care of my dad and be with my family. And so I had a lot of um, just real stay-at-home mommy time for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then COVID. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if just to give people an example, like a, a kind of reference, what, like what time frame are we looking at here from from Israel to to Atlanta? About okay. five so, years, 10 yeah, years? So, no. So we got back from Israel in 2011. Okay. And then we moved to Atlanta in 2013. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So that is... Yeah. A very short amount of time, yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. carry on. Um, uh, you had some time, uh, some mommy time in Atlanta, and and from there, <laughs> yeah. So then, so yeah, so I did a little bit of the fundraising for the day school in Atlanta, and then I did the mommying thing, and then COVID happened, and I was home with my children all day, all the time. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I just, I hit what I call my COVID wall. <laughs> and I uh, just woke up one morning. I said, like, I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah, that's. That'll do it that's for it. sure. COVID can yeah. do that. <laughs> I need something outside of myself. I need to have, you know, something that's giving me more. Uh, what is it even just structure in my day and in my life and I want to make money and I just I was just ready I was all of a sudden in two seconds just ready (laughs) and you have you have four four children right Four kids. That's and, what um, I thought. Yeah, that's a, it's a full house. Yeah, I can imagine that. A COVID. full house of kids. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was totally the most insane thing in the world. And I was just <laughs> like, I'm just going to go get a job now. And I did. I literally found this company that my friend used to work for doing credit card processing. And I 
like I wanted to just do a side, like I wanted that to be my side hustle and to just do that whenever I wanted. Mm -hmm. And when I was being trained, the guy who was training me, who was the head of sales said, you're really smart. Can you work for me full time? (laughs) Wow. That's cool. All right. Yeah. What a, what a fortuitous event there. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really great. And I was just, I was like really appreciative. And I said, absolutely not. That's totally insane. I cannot take a full-time job. It's the middle of COVID. My children will lose it. I will lose it. Like, what are you, I mean, no way. I just can't do that. And then I got off the phone with him and I just thought to myself, you know what? Why not? (laughs) Oh, man. And I I called my husband. I said, you know what? you only live once. Let me just try this. Let me just see how this goes. And because they gave me, you know, they gave me this like role that it usually takes two years to get in sales. Yeah. And they were just offering it to me. I said, you know what? I'm just going to try. What a cool, like what an amazing vote of confidence. And like, I mean, you're just like, let's, let's do it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. So I like finagled the babysitters. (laughs) (laughs) and just you know figured out the schedule and i just started that's awesome i think there's there's a sense there and this is a phrase that i've used quite often in my speaking life particularly but um it's it's start doing stop doubting and i think like that that really like you know because there was how many doubts you had in your head that you were able to you know going to be doing something like that four kids a full time like you know no way and it's like let's just start doing it, you know, stop, stop doubting any abilities, stop doubting the time that you, you know, you think you don't have and, and only one way to find out, right. And like, see what happens. And I think that's, that leap is, is, is like, that's an important piece, right. Of your experience. And not everyone would have taken that. And I think that's it, like to, to then have that in your head and know that you're going to, you're going to go. And no matter what happens, you could say that you tried it and you stopped doubting, you know, any, any of your beliefs or, or your faith and, and just in, and, t- and take this leap. Right. Which is, which is great. And that's, that had to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was totally crazy, but I do think it was the precursor to figuring out what I wanted to do and having the guts to do it Mm -hmm. because that wasn't where I landed as we will, as we know, Mm -hmm. and the audience will find out soon, but I guess you already know because you know, I'm a life coach and I'm not (laughs) in sales anymore, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, that it was just that move, that crazy, insane move and just jumping and saying, you know what, let's give this a try. Why not? Let's let's be bold. Let's try something new. Let's have fun. And just even with all the responsibility I have, it was just worth the the leap. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we've I've only talked to you for for now 20 minutes ish, and uh in that time I can already tell that the leap is something that comes natural to you mm-hmm. because totally. you, yeah. <laughs> you've jumped from, you know, country to country, position to position, uh, faith to faith, even, you know, like you're somebody that explores and you're somebody that I, I would consider somewhat to be a free spirit mm-hmm. that like, you know, they just, they, they go on intuition and they feel it and then they go for it. So how does that right. bring you to the decision to come to life coaching then? So this, it really just happened in the most wonderful way. So I, I just love this story because it's, um, I, so I quit my job in sales because it just, for so many reasons was not working, but that was fine. And I did not feel in any way that I was a failure. I just Mm -hmm. realized like, no, this isn't the right thing, but this was really good that I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I left and one of my neighbors and good friends happens to be the principal of a local day school. And she called me and said, hey, Erica, do you want to sub? And I said, absolutely not. That sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, no, really, I think you'll be great at it. And I said, no, really, I'm totally not interested in hanging out with middle schoolers. Like, that's (laughs) what I want to do with my dad. Hard pass. Yeah. (laughs) And hard pass. And she said, but Erica... I feel like, you know, I don't want you to teach math or social studies. I want you to just come in and be yourself and talk to them and inspire them and connect with them and just be you. And I was like, oh, I can do that. (laughs) Okay. First of all, what an amazing instruction to give to a a substitute teacher. Yeah. I was like, what a a chill principal. All my subs had, had homework assignments that we were supposed to not do that day. Like that was, we never had an opportunity to sit down and chat. So like kudos to that, to that principal friend. That, that, that's amazing. I know when I make my first million, she's getting, (laughs) (laughs) she's getting a big bouquet, but, um, but yeah, so I just walked into the room, basically cold, just like having a few ideas of what I was going to say. And I went into this class of girls that had like, just, you know, were a little rough around the edges with, with subs, like they had just been had this like pretty stern talking to about how to, you know, respect other people. And I so I went in thinking, okay, this is going to be a little tricky. And I started talking to them. And they their eyes lit up and my eyes lit up and I just had so much to say and so much to share. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were no notes, there were no, you know, it was just all there. And we had the best time, all of us. That's awesome. It was just the coolest, most special experience. And I left like high, just so, so joyful and excited and wanting to go back. And these girls, when I was leaving, were like, they they called the principal and they said, can we have her every day? (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. That's awesome. And and they did. They all year, they wouldn't stop hawking her just like we need her back we need her back get her back we want to we want mrs needleman <laughs> that's and they cool called their therapist and it was just the cutest thing and so anytime they needed a sub i got a call and i got to do you know what i wanted with them and i got to you know really learn with them and talk about growth and talk about taking responsibility and all these awesome things and they wanted to listen that, yeah that, so you didn't really have a plant there was just no, yeah it doesn't I mean, sound like there was it's not like it was just like a, a, a snap of the finger um you it know was, and, and you were just there and ready and present and and, and talked yeah wow. it was so cool and then as soon as i left i had a million ideas and i started writing <laughs> things down and i saw this video and i said i have to show this the girls this video and i made a whole lesson plan around the video and you know it, it just it sparked something in me that just got me going and just like floodgates opened and there was all of this creativity and there was all of this expression and there was all of this fun. And I just was flabbergasted by the whole thing. That is wild. <laughs> I mean, that's really, it, it, you know, there's just like this sense of like all the experiences that you've had leading up to that moment, you know, like, like the education, like sharing of, of stories, like all, all this, like you, you, you had an opportunity to, to do so autonomously in front of a group of, of, you know, 
of willing and able ears, you know, like listening, yeah. like, like this is different, you know, like let's listen, this is not our normal teacher and we want to be here for it. And, and, uh, in, in adolescence, you know, like, like kids that are, that are, you know, able to be formed and, and want to want to hear something. And when you can connect with them, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. I, I've never heard of like that quick of a, a moment, particularly when it's unplanned, you know, like when you don't have like a, a notes down or anything like that to just go in and, and, and form that connection right away and like have them be yearning for your, you know, for, for your return is, is that's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. It was really awesome. And, and then, so they kept calling me back and they kept asking me to do lower and lower and lower grades. And I just kept saying, are, are you kidding me? Fifth graders? No way. And I went into fifth grade and it went well. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then, <laughs> and then they said third grade and, I had a kid in the third grade and I was just thinking, I can't, I mean, what, they're not going to get this, you know? And then I just, I really learned, and this is one of the things I've learned so much from coaching is to ask myself questions. And I just took a deep breath and I said, what do I want to teach them? And I got an answer and I said, how do I want to teach it to them? And I got an answer. And I, once again, just went in and I talked to them about feelings and I talked to them about thoughts and how our thoughts create our feelings. And they talked to me and they just were like, you know, took like butts off the seats, <laughs> arms in the air, weaving like crazily. Like, I have so much to tell you, Mrs. Needleman. And it was just so beautiful and special. And they, we talked about tornado drills and how that was scary. And we talked about you know, um, there was one girl who talked about how she was two doors down from her parents' bedroom. Like that's where her bedroom is. And, and it was too far away. And I like walked her through and like, it was like just fun and jokes and saying like, oh my gosh, your parents' room is so far away. It's like in Africa, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and like lightening it up and making her realize, you know, she said one night I had to, you know, I, I had to go and run into their room because they couldn't hear me crying. And I said, oh my gosh, it's so amazing that you were able to just get out of bed and go to them and they were right there and like be able, able to help you and just changing the thoughts from, you know, my, my, my parents are so far away from me mm-hmm. to my parents are so close. If I need them, I can get them. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's, you're touching on something here that I think, is kind of an underlying thing with younger generations in general is that they just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that that goes with not only, you know, coaching or or what Jim does with speaking mm-hmm. or kind of what I do with music where like we cover younger people. Like that's something. Like younger generations just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. They just want to have somebody talk to them about the and things listen. that they know, you know. Yeah, and, listen. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh my gosh, they have so much to tell me. I just couldn't stay there for enough hours, you mm-hmm. know. It was just, they were so excited to share. And we talked about the tornado drill and how it was so scary. And like, you know, these are like, it's a religious school. So I was able to bring God into the picture. And Mm -hmm. instead of the thought of I'm in danger, thinking, you know, God is taking care of me. Yeah. And and have, and like, what kind of different feeling from I'm in danger and like that feeling of fear and worry and overwhelm. And instead the thought like, God's in charge and then being able to feel calm and relaxed and at ease. And these third graders just got it. And they were so excited. They were so into it. It was really, it was, 
it was like, once again, this magical moment that I wasn't expecting, Absolutely. you know, like, okay, fine. This, like, you know, the middle schoolers, of course they can get more things because they're older. But then with these younger kids, also being able to connect to them was also just really so special. Totally. You know, and it's, it's funny. I think back to like, you know, I typically speak to high school and college students and in, in, in the, the one opportunity I had, and there's been more since to speak to like middle school students. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure if I'm, you know, like my, my content's a little, you know, mature and we'll just kind of see how it happens. And, and, and I went out there and it was like, you know, 600 sixth graders. So like, oh my goodness. frankly, a terrifying room. I was going to you know? say, yeah, I'm actually yeah. And, scared and, of and I, I just turned up. Like I, I got like my energy. Like I, I was like, let's go. Cause I'm like, I'm going to turn up on goofiness. Like I'm just going to be crazy. Yeah. And in it, and it worked. And they were like, it was one of the best talks I've ever given. They were just so into it. They were like, cheer me on. They would like, listen to me and like, be quiet when I needed them to be quiet. But then like, like go crazy again when I needed to go crazy. And I, I never like, like a room like that, a high schooler says you even do that. You know, like these sixth yeah. graders were just so into what was going on. And I left, like I was exhausted, but I was so energized. And I like, Erica, you, you know, you describing, you know, you walking in a room and starting and both eyes lighting up. Like, I mean, that's just like, that feeling is, is not able to be replicated in any part of your life. You know, like that's, that's just like such a, a very specific intentional moment that like you, like, I think you've grasped onto that and like, you want to feel that each time you're going into one of these rooms and now doing, you know, the coaching, which we'll get into here shortly, but like that's, that's such a powerful gift to relate to someone so hardcore right away that like you're both on the same page and you're so aligned in like whatever you're about to say, like they're, they're listening and they, they know, you know, they know that you're listening too. And so like that, that mutually beneficial relationship, you just don't get that often in school. You know, it's just that that doesn't happen. Like there's just so many nuances to that. So like having someone different to go in and start that, that, you know, that different picture, that different culture, um, had, probably something they'll never forget. Yeah. Right. It, it was, it was so special. And it was really such a hit that now that school has asked me to come back and I'm going to be coming in monthly now awesome. and speaking with each of the, um, middle school grades, um, each on their own, you know, just having like an hour long once a month. And then I'm going to do check-ins every two weeks. So, you know, how's it going, you know, what's going on with what we talked about and kind of, and just really workshopping with them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just growing into something that is so special that I can continue my relationship with these young ladies, uh, you know, through their middle school career and then hopefully, you know, going into high school and beyond. So absolutely. And I, so has this sort of springboarded you uh, into this, this coaching life? I mean, like, can you tell us about like, you know, what, 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 you know, I think you've been doing it for five or six months and really it's sort of this new area and, and, and what you're tr- trying to get to, like, what, what are some of your goals of what you're doing and, and who do you, who you're trying to speak to just kind you know, kind of walk us through that a little bit. So absolutely. One of the things I'm really working on right now is honing who my audience is that I want to work with most mm-hmm. directly because, um, I really love doing the workshops and I feel like I can offer the workshops to, you know, I'm in talks right now with sororities at Emory. Um, and I'm also, you know, possibly going to do some stuff again with the third and fourth graders. So I have this pretty wide breadth. Yeah, I was going to say that's just just combine different. just combine those two. Get a bunch of shorty <laughs> girls and a third graders. Yeah, right, exactly. So so really, what I am in the midst of doing is I I am asking for help <laughs> because I I actually I, you know all coaches need coaches. Mm -hmm. So I have, um, I I'm in the midst of really 
working on honing my messaging, honing, you know, this perfect area of, you know, who I want to work with and how I want to work with them. And so <clears throat> you're really catching me in the midst of that process. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So that is, Yeah. So right now you're catching me like really in this time where I'm doing a lot of searching into where can I use this talent in the best way. That's, that's good. Would you find yourself, I know you do one-on-one versus, you know, versus like a group, like like, where, where, where do you think, you know, your, your best serve? Is it more like, cause I, I think of like myself in terms of like trying to motivate, it's totally a group. I'm not that good one. I want, like, I just know, I know I'm not, I've tried it. And it's just like, like I'm more like, like I get energy by the people in, in the room and in the audience. And you strike me as more of like, like a very good listener and, and someone who can, who can really connect one on one. But it obviously sounds like you've, you've, you know, done group or two. Like what, where, where do you, where do you prefer in that, in that sense? So in terms of preference, I think it's so important for me to hone both skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the one-on-one work because you get so much deeper and you go so much farther, I find, with Mm -hmm. one-on-one. And so I've definitely been working on drumming up that part of my practice. And I find that the best ages to work with in that are 17 and up because at those ages young women are starting to take more responsibility for Mm -hmm. themselves and for their lives Mm -hmm. i find that younger it's great to do in a workshop it's great to feel like we're all in this together we're all working on all of these things and then as they are growing older and beginning you know starting to get a glimpse into adulthood Um, I think that's really my target audience for the one-on-ones, which is like the 17 to Mm -hmm. 28 to 30, something around there where they are just getting into, you know, leaving adolescence, becoming adult, recognizing how powerful they are and that they can be. They have tons of ability. They have tons of drive. They have tons of excitement about life. And there's also just so much potential for misusing time, misusing mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really want to help them navigate this really exciting, powerful time in their lives and to take this time and make the most of it. Yeah. Right. And I was just going to say that 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 period that you're talking about of like, you know, getting into high school and college and things like that, where, you, like you said, you're just experiencing adulthood for the first time. That is a crazy time for a lot of people where you're part of you feels like you're the most confident person in the world. And then the next day you could feel completely like irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is exactly the like right time to touch somebody's life and say, yes, you know, here's how you try to navigate this. Because like you said, there are a lot of things that, you know, if you're going to misuse your time or, or do something that's detrimental to yourself. That's also the time that you're most susceptible to that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so, I, I, you know, I, I love the term too, misusing your energy. I don't think we like talk like I obviously people talk about like wasting time or whatever. Yeah. But Erica, like like that, that's like I, I love the term like protect your energy and, and 
don't spend it on, on people and things that suck. You know, yeah. like, yeah. like I, I call yeah. people like there's some people who are out there and I'm stealing this term from a, a writer named John Gordon, but there's some people called like energy vampires. Like they just suck mm-hmm. the fun out of, you know, and like, yeah. don't worry about them. Like for a 17 year old to hear that, like pretty important, you know, and like, you don't have to spend yeah. your time or energy on those people who are, you're not going to get anything back from like focus on the people that care about you and that can bring you higher and in turn, watch how you'll grow. I think as a person, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also with sorority girls, because this Mm -hmm. whole idea of sisterhood and like the power of sisterhood, but a lot of them are not tapping into that because they're all so busy and being in competition with each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think that again, like you said, that's, that's tapping into people misusing their energy, the college lifestyle in in general can be, you know, something that once you have that independence, uh, it can you can use that for good or bad. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of people <laughs> choose to. Yeah, you know, choose to. We got a couple of stories about our market. Yeah, group. yeah, yeah. But, but I, I love to like, and you pointed this out a little bit ago. But you, you could, you know, if you reach a a, a young woman at at you know in third grade or fourth grade, and then like continue on to be part of her life until she's 17, 18. Like that could be a really moving experience for both of you. And I could like, I could just see how like that could really grow your reach, you know, into something way bigger, you know, in the sense of, of, uh, I mean, impacting people, you know, in a group and then and really intimately and, and be, being a part of their growth and, and, you know, being a mentor, except all those things could really come together and can hit someone and they could, they could, you know, they could potentially have done great things because of the coaching that you gave them, which, which would be probably the dream, <laughs> right? So, totally the dream it's totally the dream and especially with young women mm-hmm. learning to like yourself learning yes. to treat yourself well learning to spend time with people like you said like not going for the energy vampires finding people who give you energy who mm-hmm. are growing who you know want the same things you do who have the same values you do i do a ton of talking about values mm-hmm. And not just having them theoretically, but living them and making decisions that align with your values and how that will make your sense of self skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like yeah. the secret sauce. Yeah. If your decisions are in line with what your beliefs and values, there's there's a very, very important conclusion that can come from that. And yeah, to your point, I mean, young women that right now, I just like... I, you know, 17, 18 year old women, like with how much access they have, it just like the, the world of awfulness and uh, social media. I mean, we're on it. Like we, we, see yeah, it that was just... actually what I was kind of curious mm-hmm. about, like the percentage of people that the percentage of, of particular young women that are open to this sort of thing and, and are willing to listen to it. Because I think with social media, like we were, like we were just about to say and influencers and things like that, I know that there's, you know, a million probably teenagers in general, just, but especially teenage girls that will do anything because somebody on Instagram did it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? A bunch of milk crates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Like I'm even saying like they will buy things oh, that, sure. you know, yeah. they yeah. will buy clothes that they don't feel comfortable wearing, but they're going to wear them because somebody on Instagram that's exactly. super famous is doing it mm-hmm. or they're going to, you know, maybe in, in the case of like, they're not eating as well because they mm-hmm. want to look like this person, right? you know, right. something like that. I mean, so what percentage of, of people are more receptive to the things that you do? Uh, you know what I mean? In your experience, would it like, is it 50, 50 or is it like once girls get to talk to you and kind of experience your personality and things like that, are they a little more open to that? 
Right. So um, at this point, I've been very blessed and also um, spoiled in that I've really worked with people who are very growth oriented. Awesome. And that and part of me just wants to kind of stay elite like that and just say, I only want to work with you if you want to work on yourself and be awesome. (laughs) No, that's good. I think that's such an important part of your branding. Like you're going to you're not going to have work with every single person right, right? like I they they, they have to want it yeah they don't want to be helped exactly absolutely there is no point in employing me if you are not interested in changing the way that you think and the way that you feel about yourself so i love that um and, and even that phrase in itself saying that might be a wake-up call to somebody right, exactly you know to say like oh like, i really I'm am not i not trying. like that yeah, right? yeah like that would be, i'd be like oh shit like i better yeah. i better start being like that right yeah right exactly so. exactly that is so i think that's going to be one of the ways that i really am going to be i'm going to be getting into which i'm terrified of because i feel like an old lady i'm like <laughs> the instagram and the tiktok i'm going to start i'm i have to make tiktoks because that's where my people are fire yeah. it up yep if uh, i hopefully you got you got right some daughters now. in the house that could help out <laughs> yeah you know, it's like, it's just the funniest thing, but like the people I can help the most are on TikTok right now, like wasting away on, you know, like these, these like dance videos. And I have to somehow figure out a way of getting on their feed and waking them up and saying, Hey girl, there's something more here. Yeah. What up? Something else. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's work on liking ourselves instead of, you know, like, you know, just being grateful like to have a body that works and does all these amazing things and like, you know, a heart that beats and <laughs> lungs that breathe instead of thinking, you know, how, how does my body look in this outfit? Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, just really changing, changing that framework. I've got my work cut out for me. That's for sure. Oh, no doubt. But if anybody can do it, it's you. I mean, I, 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 ah, I'm sure. very, very excited to see how this will, I mean, how it will grow. I mean, there's such a, there's, there's a, there's a clear need. I mean, there's, and never been more of a need, frankly, and yeah. you know, than there has been in the last last year or so. And um, you know, I mean, I think you're you're committed to it, and and you know, and I think there's you know great stuff coming. So I guess like for you, you know, like what 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 do you you know? And I know you're really you know you're so like in your infancy stage, you're sort of starting this off. But like, where do you want to be in a year? You know, like what what do you what do you foresee being? Like, will you be working nationally? Will you be really focused on Atlanta? Will you be doing like a lot of one-on-one? You know, like what where where do you see this this growth and in, in, um, how do you portray, you know see it being uh, played out? So one of the things that I'm really working on being extremely cognizant of is what works for my family. Because if it was just me, I would want to be global. I would want to be going <laughs> here and going there and doing this workshop here and doing this retreat and you know like all these things, but. You know, the truth is on the ground, I have four kids and a husband who need me. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's really like, that's also part of the package and my life. And I'm so grateful for it. And so I've really been working on sort of fusing these two and where the twain shall meet, you know? And yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. So I think there's definitely, I really want to have a one-on-one coaching practice, Mm -hmm. not huge, Um, and I want to, you know, it happens to be with Corona, it makes things a lot easier to do virtual Mm -hmm. workshops. So I definitely can see myself being able to get more places, quote unquote, because of that. Um, but really staying relatively local, you know, Florida, Mm -hmm. 
Tennessee, Georgia, you know, places that are nearby where I can take a quick plane. Yes. Or Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're based out of, yeah. That's, um, where, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. No problem. All I right. can totally make it happen. But yeah, it's one of those things where I, I have, you know, a lot of different needs at play. And so it's not all about just become as big as fast as I can doing Mm -hmm. whatever I can. So I'm going to be working on having an online group program so that I can reach people more easily. Mm -hmm. And I definitely am going to work on really building that up in this next month or so. That's going to be like my main focus is building up this um, program for young women, young professionals, um, you know, college and young professional. And so that I'm really excited about because, you know, they're savvy and we can do, you know, the pre-recorded stuff. And then I can also do live coaching yeah. and mm-hmm. kind of do a fusion of those two. So I'm very excited to look into that and to make that happen. So I think in the next year, really, creating these workshops that I'm going to be doing for the school and being able to give those elsewhere at other schools and creating this online program. And then, yeah, with a few one-on-ones in between, I think I'll be quite full. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love that you're going to find how to integrate this, you know, responsibly and appropriately in in your life. I mean, I think like you're going to, you're going to, this passion will be working and you'll make sure it works for your family. And I, and I, I think that's, that's a really like, uh, really mature, of course, way to look at it. And I think that's important. And, and like people need to, you know, when, when you have a life, like whatever you're pursuing has to fit into that and you need to make, you know, have them both like, it's like work-life harmony almost right. like they have to be harmonious with each other or else it's, you know, one of, one of them will falter and you don't want either of them to falter. So exactly, it's, it's exactly. And yeah. you know, now more than ever, kids need their mommies. It's oh, such yeah. a free world. And, Mm -hmm. and I feel so strongly and I've seen just the impact of me being present for Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. and there's nothing and there's no one else who can do that. So I really am (laughs) at the forefront, you know, of like, I, I have this love and this dream Mm -hmm. and I'm going to work really hard and do amazing things and I'm not going to do it at the expense of my family. I'm like, I'm over here going like, yes. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. The Meanwhile, the entrepreneur in me is like, this needs to be everywhere. We <laughs> yeah, need her. Right. You know what I mean? We need yeah, this great. information everywhere. We need it to be global. But uh, I do think that you've turned some heads just by from this conversation alone. I think that there's going to be some people that listen to this and do want to get in touch with mm-hmm. you from it. Um, if they want to go ahead and do that, where would be the best place for them to go do that? So um, I'm in the talks about the website now. So uh, just email me, Erica Needleman Coaching, and it's an Erica with a K. That's where everyone gets tripped yeah. up. E-R-I-K-A, Needleman Coaching at gmail.com. That's Perfect. It. We'll awesome. make sure that we put it in the uh, description of the episode as yes. well, too. Yes. Um, Erica, I'm blown away by this conversation. I really, really like the the energy. I like the you know, just experimentation of saying, yeah, I need to go to this part of the world and, mm-hmm. and see, you know what I mean? Your backstory fascinates I mean, me. And awesome. I think that it really is going to benefit what you do because, um, to me, I liken it to, because I'm a music writer, I liken it to songwriting. <laughs> you get good songs when people live life in between and have those experiences mm-hmm. to pull from. I think you're going to have great coaching ability because of 
where you've been, where you're going, mm-hmm. what you're doing in the world, and your perspective on the world, yeah. too. I'm going to go ahead and disagree. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, 100%. You know how I feel, Eric. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, convinced that you and I are going to work together someday and doing something, yes. some sort of collaboration. So. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see where that one LinkedIn post takes us. Yes, I know. It's yeah. great. It's great. And I, 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 Seriously, like people, you know, be all over social media and it's it. It, it can lead you to your next, you know, connection and it can, you know, can lead to anything. So, um, so yeah, I, it, Erica, it's been a total pleasure chatting with you tonight and we really appreciate That's you, you know, joining us and, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to, to, uh, to, to hear, hear more from you in the future for sure. Thank you guys. This was awesome. This was so fun. Thanks for letting me talk. <laughs> you are most no welcome. It was great. Crazy stuff and, um, but also just for having this really great idea for a podcast, because it is, it's really like, how do we make this work with our lives? And it's, it's really a dance. And it's so awesome that you are here and talking to people and helping others and inspiring others to, you know, to make that leap. So thank you. We love that. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. (laughs) And thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, If you do want to keep in touch with this podcast, you can subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, We are all over the place. And then if you want to follow us too, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And I get retweeted by this account like constantly. And I'm still (laughs) trying to figure out who's behind it. I I know the guy. I can't tell you. (gasps) I can't tell you. Maybe next episode. I love mysteries. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, you can follow us at Hustling Sideways and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. So uh, thank you again to, uh, to Erica for taking the time to sit down with us. And Jim. It's the end of another one. It is time to keep on hustling. We'll see you next time.